G'day everybody, my name is Elliot Waters and you're listening to the Disregulated Podcast. As always, thank you for tuning in. Before we get into today's episode though, a few announcements. I'll start with the most exciting. The podcast has tallied up 500 streams. How good. Oh man, we got there. So thank you everybody who has been listening, who has been supporting me and the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And hopefully a thousand streams is just around the corner. So needless to say, if you are enjoying the podcast, feel free to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends and family all about it. That would be great. And you can connect with me on Instagram at elliot.t.waters. Okay, so before we get into my journal three, I thought I'll give you an update on the medication changes that I've had recently. So you may remember I started Wellbutrin or Zyban, as it's known here in Australia, a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's gone something like this. Okay, so day one, I felt nothing, but that is to be expected. That is fine. Days two, three, four, and five, though, were the best four days I've had in 18 months. It was amazing. I went to the gym twice. I went running. I cleaned my car. I cleaned my room. I even cleaned myself. It was all happening. And then we've regressed back down to baseline. Now, I spoke to my psychiatrist about this, and he said that I was most likely headed towards the hypermanic zone those four days, which I already know from experience in the past that it's not sustainable. So we're back down the baseline. But the good news is I do think the baseline is slowly but surely creeping upwards. And that's great news. And we haven't hit the four weeks yet. So there could be more effects still to come. The other medication change was the dexamphetamine for ADHD. Now, People with ADHD, borderline personality, bipolar, and those who have all three like me, our moods at the best of times are very up and down. They're choppy. So you can imagine every two to three hours having a tablet of amphetamine doesn't necessarily ensure that we're going to stay level throughout the day. So I've given Vyvanse a try. Vyvanse is the long-acting version of dexamphetamine. It's actually Liz dexamphetamine. And so far, so good. So I'm happy to report two medication changes that have actually provided a net benefit, which is very unusual for me and my story, but hey, we'll take it. So the last little announcement is, some of you guys might have noticed it's been a little while since I've done an episode of the podcast, so I thought I would explain why that is. Now, stop. It's all right. Everything is fine. I am good. The only problem is I've got this really good idea for an episode, life problems versus psychological problems. Are they the same thing? Are they different? And why is it important? And it's going to tie in stigma and a lot of those sorts of things. The problem is it's a pretty pretty complex sort of situation. And I've done a few drafts of this episode and it just doesn't cover what I want it to. So Instead of waiting for me to finally click with that episode, I thought, let's jump into the journal again here today. So one last thing before we get into it is this. As with all my journal entries, this one is a little bit negative. After all, you may remember from my journal one, where I said that the only time I actually do any journaling is when things are pretty bad. So for this episode, there is a trigger warning around suicide 
So if at any time you feel it's getting a bit much and brings up some things for yourself, or this also works in everyday life as well, there's a really good website I found um, which lists every international suicide hotlines that they've just about ever created. So the website is opencounseling.com forward slash suicide hyphen hotlines. So that is opencounseling.com forward slash suicide hyphen hotlines. So the majority of people who are listening to my podcast are in Australia. Our suicide hotline is lifeline on one three double one one four. Okay, let's get into it. So like the majority of my journal entries, I don't remember writing this one. And there's probably a good reason for that. If you're under severe mental duress, short-term memory tends to suffer a lot. And if you're under severe mental distress, the reality that you're living in is not particularly good. So a lot of people, whether this is consciously or not, um, will disassociate and mentally remove themselves from their reality. And I definitely, definitely do that quite a bit. So I'd say this is another example of that. So enough waffling from me. This is my journal three. I look in front of me and see a pile of medication, which I suspect is diminishing my quality of life. Half-read books, whiteboard with out-of-date reminders. I feel like I am being swept along in a current with no control over where I've been or where I am headed. My cheekbones stick out, my hair is brittle, and my skin devoid of colour. I have a depression beard, a hunchback, and stomach pains, although I can't eat. Those around me know I'm sick, but cannot offer solutions. Seemingly, neither can my doctors. Do I want to kill myself? Nah, the pain to others is something I couldn't inflict upon them. Plus, the curious part of me wants to see how this shit show ends. I can't believe I'm writing here again. Maybe it's the bulk pre-workout coffee, nicotine, and ADHD medications I have had today. And brackets, and every day. Oh well, I'm off to bed to go on my phone for a few hours, even though it's midnight. Anything to distract me from my crippling loneliness. Eventually I will succumb to the Seracool. Good night and take care, Elliot. Okay, so more positivity from me, which is great. Um, you're probably wondering when that was written. That was written this year. It's around April of this year I wrote that. So it's funny, there's been a lot of these entries that have been written this year, but hey, here we are, which is great news. Let's break this down a little bit. What am I actually talking about here? Um, well, obviously the first part, I'm bewildered by the fact that the medications I've been given don't appear to be doing anything. And of course, at the top of this episode, I mentioned how great it was that I have had a net gain and how unusual that was that I got a net gain from my medication changes. So that was obviously a big problem back then as well. Half-read books, whiteboard with out-of-date reminders. Well, that is ADHD to a T. And I would have written that because, again, I'm bewildered, and I still am now, even as I say this, that I cannot complete some of those tasks. Or if I do use a whiteboard, I'll use it for a week and then I'll forget about it for a month. Or I won't bear looking at it like that Google Calendar, which I need to open again. Um, what else have we got? 
I feel like I'm being swept along in a current with no control. So that is is alluding to that idea of the locus or locus of control. So people who do not have a mental illness, it appears through the research, believe that they are in control of their own destiny. But if you've got, for example, depression, you definitely do not believe that you're in control of your destiny. And that is a big problem because it's disempowering and it also robs you of the hope that you could have moving forward. And you are a victim to the whims of life, which you have no idea why they are going the way that they are. It's a terrible feeling. And it's one that, again, well, obviously by this entry, but I definitely know a little bit about. Um, I talk about my physical features there a bit. It's interesting, cheekbones sticking out. Well, that that's sort of, you know, that's sort of normal. Hair brittle and skin devoid of colour. Yeah, I'm a bit bit white and pasty. Hair brittle. The biggest problem I've got with my hair is the fact I don't have much left. So it's interesting I chose the brittle and not the balding. Um, moving along quickly, um, people not being able to offer solutions and neither are the doctors. That's, that's again, that l- lack of control and hope that things will improve. Um, and the do I want to kill myself, that's an interesting one because I very, very rarely use language like that ever. And certainly I haven't typically in my own case. So that is interesting that I would write that. I'd say when I wrote this, this was a very emotionally charged entry. I can tell by the way I've written it that that I've put a little bit of thought into it as well. Um, and I also said, I can't believe I'm writing here again. That's true, because really what I'm saying there is I can't believe I'm in a position where I have to write in this again. It's not so much the actual writing in it, it's what it represents. Um, and then I touch on the pre-workout coffee, nicotine, and the ADHD medication, which I must admit is still a problem now. And there will be another episode, which I'm going to go all through the caffeine and stimulants and and why they're a bit of a problem for people like me and definitely me. Um, and to finish off, we we write some sentences about how lonely we are. And yes, that that I can see is basically a very much a download from my brain. This is exactly what's happening, exactly how we feel, crippling loneliness and using the phone to distract bang on. That's exactly what happens. Although I think the most interesting part is good night and take care, Elliot. I love you. Okay. So for people that know me, they would probably know that I love you is not really an Elliot thing. Um, Now, let me distinguish that from the act of loving. Yes, that's an Elliot thing. Um, I am a romantic at heart, but to actually say I love you is very, is is very unusual. And what's even more unusual is the fact I'm saying it towards the self. So often these mental illnesses really make you dislike the self, but this passage seems more like an exasperated person who is just putting it on the paper what they're thinking at the time, and there's none of this looking inwards with any negativity, this is a bit of a cry for help. Um, 
And I think, knowing me like I do, I would have written I love you because I would have thought no one else is going to say it because the bed is empty again, so we may as well say it to ourselves. At least I think in this frame of mind that's what I would, would say. So there you go. That's another very, very positive entry in Elliot's journal series. I can't wait for the next one. It is actually very therapeutic. I, I do in some ways enjoy reading these, and although a lot of them are from this year, as we as we speak now, um, it's good to look back because we have made some great improvements and, and positive change, and we are pushing forward. So it's it's good to take stock sometimes because you know it, it can be very easy to compare yourself to other people, but having journals like this and being able to reflect on then versus now that really brings into form the improvements that we have made. So yeah, very therapeutic. I'm quite enjoying reading these and I can't wait, as I said, for the next one. Okay. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for getting me to 500 streams. That is brilliant. And hopefully the next episode will be the one on life versus psychological problems because I know that's going to be a good one if I can just nail it. So fingers crossed. Anyway, thank you again and stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Haha, not so fast. I'm back. And the reason I'm back is this. I listened to the episode in full and I noticed when I first read out the journal entry, I did not say, I love you. I left that part off and only spoke about it in the analysis. So there is proof that I'm not comfortable with those three words. And that in itself is going to provide a great episode. I thought I would clear that up. I didn't do that on purpose, but it is a very good indicator and I can't wait to delve into that sometime in the future as well. Anyway, thanks for listening. See ya.